actually spent time figuring out some technical things. Yeah. I'm proud of us. We spent like 10 minutes trying to figure out why only one side of the um, headphones work. And now we know. Now we know. It just doesn't work. <laughs> like the song says. So now you know. And now we know. <laughs> what song? Uh, it's from the Horrors latest album from last year, Luminous. I just found it on iTunes, so I, whatever was playing uh, before that, I couldn't stand listening to it. Yeah, it was kind of great, great. I was like, this is a little intense. Let's let's tone it down. Exactly. Well, yesterday was pretty crazy. So yeah. today's been so a little... So today is just, you know, sit back and relax and meditate. <laughs> <laughs> Not think everything's going to blow up in our faces. Literally. Yeah. No, yeah. But yesterday was pretty bad. I thought it was just one of those, oh, it's Friday the 13th, like a, <laughs> a bus crash and a terrorist attack isn't that big of a deal. <laughs> <laughs> On the same day? But, um, and then the, the guy was shot at the hospital right behind us, actually, St. Luke's. Oh, yes. I used to I used to go on that exact corner with the right. two babies. Um, that was kind of weird, too, actually. That was earlier in the week, right? That was like yeah. Wednesday or but that, Thursday. I was looking at my Facebook feed, and the top news was Paris attacks, uh, Union Square, and... St. Luke shooter. Yeah. yeah. That was I was like, weird. San Francisco and Paris. All right. <laughs> What's going on in these cities? Yeah. It was intense. But, um, but Paris was, was uh, frightening because it's so close to the Western world, even though this is happening on a daily basis in the Middle East. And a lot of people are talking about this on social media and they're not necessarily t- talking about it on CNN maybe maybe they should but i think maybe they're possibly waiting for more information they're waiting to get the body count correct they're trying to get all of the information and it's only been about 24 hours a little yeah. bit more since that happened and actually so. the news story i will read to you um in a bit talks about that it um it gives you a death count mm-hmm. and names of the people that we lost Mm-hmm. so stay tuned <laughs> yeah so it's it's still a continuing story and it also sounds like they might go to war <laughs> that's what they were talking about this morning I was like maybe I shouldn't watch the news but then I watched it anyway because I'm like I'm kind of curious like yeah. what, what are people saying what's going on what's gonna happen and then they did a press conference um and this guy was speaking in French that was pretty funny because I couldn't understand what he was saying but then they they translated and okay um yeah they were basically giving a little bit more background in terms of who who the people behind it are and where they're located and they seem to have a better idea at least of where to find find these people that cause these tragedies to happen i think they got caught already uh, yeah. in belgium right right some suburb of belgium um one of them was like a french citizen or french national um, but the last time i watched the news a couple hours ago I was still still trying to figure it out 
all of the things. But I think the the scariest thing for me was the fact that it was the biggest death toll was for people that were attending a concert, and that's something that you and we I do have on done. the daily. I'm just kidding. Yeah, so I was just yeah. like, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> like that well, could I mean, I guess us, any you know? any building where there's a group, a large group of people, is is a good target. Right, and then I and then for the life of me, I couldn't figure out. I thought that was the only occurrence then I realized fuck there was restaurant I couldn't figure out why they were showing the football game I was like what the fuck does a football game have to do with this and then when I listened to the audio like smart person then I realized oh fuck like they (laughs) were blowing up outside of the the stadium where the president of France happened to be attending that game so that's that I felt like I was watching a movie I was like I just watched the dark night and now I'm seeing it happen on tv that's scary <laughs> like it's it's like a wake-up call for me like actually Aisha you're not watching a movie this is happening yeah in the there's world there's no Heath Ledger there's no Heath Ledger and this is reality even though he's not alive anymore <laughs> that's what I'm that's what I meant <laughs> yeah like that was so that's to be dis- I'm super distracted because your eyes are so dilated right now are they it's like the, what did you smoke before you <laughs> it could be the weather or yeah. the, the, lighting the light too i think the lighting it's like well, your eyes are black yeah. <laughs> no, i'm just i'm just thinking about the past 24 hours and then also the the bus crash N- totally oblivious to that and then a, a friend of mine we and you also we are con- con- constantly on that uh, corner right there so it was just you know we were blessed that we were happened to not be on that corner when the crash happened. Um, but a mutual I'm friend. I'm curious yeah. to find out how that even started. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. It's still unclear. It's still, um, yeah, they're still trying to figure out what the, the cause of it was. But apparently it started near where the Apple store was, closer to market, and then somehow ended up. So it would be Macy's, really. Yeah. The Apple store, that street's closed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it started up there, but somehow ended up on Stockton and, and Post. Post. That's and crazy. Crashed into some of the cars, a bicyclist, and then eventually the construction scaffolding that people were wa- happened. Pedestrians. Pedestrians were trapped in there. Um, and um, one of our mutual friends is in the hospital right now getting surgery, so we're, our thoughts are with her. And um, uh, the other. F- uh, f- individuals um there were six people i think in critical condition as of last night i'm not sure um what what the status is now but they're actually they're at the san francisco general hospital right down the street from here um but yeah that just hit a little close to home right (laughs) too much to take in yesterday for sure yeah i was just i was getting mad anxiety for sure yesterday but today's (coughs) a little bit you know giving yourself the time to digest everything that's happening i think that's important yeah and then also our mutual friend is from france Mm -hmm. (laughs) and um she works with me and yesterday she had to leave early because i was like oh my god this is like 9 11 for us like that's for them you know Mm -hmm. and she was just she was like can i just go and i was like yeah you can go you know i understand Mm -hmm. and um just wanted to make sure she has friends in paris and she wanted to make sure that everybody's okay, but she actually knows somebody who got shot in the leg. Oh. So he wasn't one of the victims, uh, per se, like one of the people who actually got executed, but he was one of the people who got shot. He was. There's a lot more Injured. wounded. Yeah. yeah. They're saying the number's going up for that, so. 
Uh, speaking of which, I do have more information. I think more current information mm-hmm. as of uh, five o'clock Eastern time, which is probably <laughs> what? A couple hours ago. Yeah, a couple hours ago. Still relevant. Uh, victims of Eagles of Death Metal concert attack be- begin to be identified. Um, obviously, we do a music show, so I thought it would be important to read what happened to the members of the band. Um, Eagles of Death Metal crew members Nick Alexander, Les and Rocks reporter Julian B. Descherf, and Mercury Records staff member Thomas Ayed among the dead. Uh, Eagles of Death Metal performing at the Bataclan last night. There's like music coming out or somewhere. I, I, I got it, I got it, I got it. Um... Uh, several victims last night's fatal attack at the Eagles of Death Metal concert in Paris have been identified. Nick, Sal- Nick Alexander, who was running March cells for the group, has been confirmed dead by the British Foreign Office, the BBC wow. reports. Best Coast, who worked with Nick Alexander during a recent European tour, tweeted, RIP Nick Alexander, it was a pleasure to share laughs in the tour with you. Um, they also shared a link to the Bio GoFundMe Memorial Fund. The Black Keys drummer Patrick Carney told Rolling Stone, Alexander was a really organized, super hard worker, really funny. I remember him always very content with, content with being on tour, and it was what seems to make him the happiest. He was just a sweetheart, that guy. Uh, Follow Boy guitarist Joe Tro- Troman tweeted, uh, just found out Nick Alexander was one of the people murdered last night in Paris. Great guy. I'm horrified. And Julien B. Descherf, a 43-year-old French reporter from Les Inructables, was also killed. According to the Les Inrocks website, the recently reviewed Eagles of Death Metals zipper down for the site. Uh, Mercury Records staff member Thomas Ayad also died. Universal Music Group chairman CEO Lucien Grange confirmed in a note that two staffers obtained by Billboard Grange statements did not say whether other Universal employees were among the dead, though the BBC reported earlier today via regional news that two of Ayat's colleagues have also been killed. Uh, Update, as of 5 o'clock, MGMT, who knew three people at last night's concert, including Nick Alexander, have released a statement about the attack via Facebook, and uh, uh, read the experts below, and it says... (sighs) Uh, Delphine, our wonderful record label French Bulldog who fought tooth and nail for us to do the things we wanted to do to be crazy, to go French TV wearing to go on French TV wearing Thanksgiving costumes with a vat of pudding who told, took us marvelous places in Paris. She was le- at Le Vatican. Um She is okay unharmed and somehow uh, alive. <laughs> wow. <laughs> are not part of the pair, the French live music promoters who saw us play at the show at Glasslands in NYC in 2007 and said, we want to bring you to France. They did. Arnaud and his partner Pascal placed a big bet on us that we um, have never forgotten. Arnaud was shot in the chest last night. We have heard he made it to the hospital, has surgery, and will survive. Wow. And also just found out that Nick Alexander, who was a Top crew members at the ch- uh, the merch sellers MGMT has also had the, it was also the nicest guys in rock and roll. He sold merch for us on tour on two European tours in the fall in 2010, including those three nights at Le Bataclan. Mm-hmm. And we were crushed to find out that Nick is one of the victims in, the, in last night's insanity. We didn't. Uh, 
uh, sorry, mm-hmm. who didn't make it. If you have a t-shirt from our tour, we're proudly to honor Nick. Wow, this guy's like... He's really popular. Merch for all these really well-known bands. I am so falling sad. behind. <laughs> <laughs> You've only he done it for one band. <laughs> yeah, it's hard work, too, let me let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's, that's pretty heartbreaking. But the fact that that guy got shot in the chest and lived, he's like a... He's like amazing. man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't try this at home, but... <laughs> That's, oh my god yeah that's um that's pretty intense oh and i when i was watching um you know that you two and the foo fighters both canceled i guess the right. rest of their tours mm-hmm. and they were showing you two at the memorial early um earlier today which is now tomorrow there anyway yeah so i was like oh that's just i guess we have to wait and see what happens so that yeah i mean it's still like still happening pretty much over there yeah <laughs> like i can only imagine but there was a shot of uh people you know and like this i imagine it's part of the city center there people are not staying in their homes they want to go out and and live their lives like normal people they don't want to live in fear yeah like that's kind of what people were doing here for a period of time after 9-11 but they're like no fuck you we're gonna live our lives so yeah kind of back them up on that (laughs) exactly (laughs) and um also as obama says france is our oldest ally i did not know that in the history of our country so i'm like oh that's kind of (laughs) true i mean it is true (laughs) not kind of true it is true but yeah (laughs) just an interesting fact about the french culture Mm. but yeah that's an intense story Good job. <laughs> I would have started like bawling after like. I know. <laughs> I was like, kind of like, oh god, hold, a lot of people. <sighs> In lighter news. In lighter news, um, I have some. Uh, new, it's not well. It, it is news, but as everyone knows, Adele is back, and she has uh, a new album coming out. Uh, Twenty five is out November twentieth, but it's already smashing records. The countdown to the release of Adele's third album is on. It's a mere seven days until it's 25, the follow-up to 2011's uh, 21. Yet the year's most hotly anticipated album is already breaking records of its own, thanks to the mighty first single, Hello, and here are just a few. Hello has been number one in nearly every country on Earth. Three days after its release, Hello topped iTunes charts in 102 countries, while 25 was number one in 93 countries on pre-orders alone. Adele broke the one-week streaming record by 4 million. The 7.32 million plays of Hello was a one-week streaming record in the UK, beating our cover star, Justin Bieber, (laughs) measly 3.8 million for What Do You Mean? I didn't even notice that. I was like, what is this kid doing on the front cover? And that was, who is <laughs> it? Justin Bieber. Um, it's the fastest selling single of 2015 in the UK. That's what 333,000 sales and 7.32 million streams will do. Two people have Shazoom. She obliterated the US record for the most downloads with 1.1 million download sales. Um, so apparently she's doing well. Well, <laughs> how surprised. Yeah. So. Good for her. And I think she looks fabulous, too. She does. She looks like a, a brand new woman, so <laughs> proud of her for that. She is a brand new woman. She's 25. 
Actually, she's 26. <laughs> You're, she's 27. She's going 27. through that crisis like we did. <laughs> crisis time. We're trying to look for another story, but it's just a bunch of uh, tour announcements. A lot of people are going on tour. There's so much happening. Apparently, the Mountain View show for The Cure sold out per our friend Tyler's post on angry posts on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I love Tyler. I saw that. He's like, I only got lawn tickets and I pre-bought, it's like pre-sale tickets or whatever. And it was yeah. only lawn available. And now there's like everything sold but out. But it's been eight years, right? Since they did a full-on tour Has here. it? I think so. It was like eight or ten Ooh. years. It's like, that's a long fucking time. And there's some hardcore fans that we see when we go to the cat club, right? Like we went to yeah. the Cure Night and there were a lot of people there. Yeah. Well, they have a shit ton of hits. So yeah. I'm not surprised. But I, I would be down to go, even if it's just lawn seats. But I fucking hate Mountain View. Yeah, I'm not going to Mountain View. <laughs> Maybe they'll do like a second show in Concord. I would be on Secret that. Secret show, Fillmore. <laughs> that's like special that's access. Like my dream. Yeah. <laughs> no special show, independent. <gasps> oh, oh, the independent. Yeah, yeah. yeah People do secret shows cool. there or the rickshaw. Mm-hmm. More than independent, it's closer to my house. <laughs> so lazy. That's our choice. Yeah. I'm down with any of those. <laughs> so wait, have you heard of Gutter Demmerung? No. Gutter Demmerung? What? Gutter Demmerung. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm just reading the word. <laughs> Gutter Demmerung? Gutter Demmerung. Yesterday, some guy asked me if I knew where the Thai restaurant was, was, was and I was like, what's a Thai restaurant? <laughs> and I was like, oh, a Thai restaurant. <laughs> you have tar in your mind. <laughs> I, he said a restaurant really weird. Tara restaurant. He said it like really fast. Restaurant. Tara restaurant. 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 Yeah. restaurant. <laughs> Is Gutter Damarung the maddest rock and roll film of all time? Apparently there's a rock and roll film with Iggy Pop, Josh Home, and Lemmy from uh, Motorhead. <laughs> Uh, the bewildering story behind this most heavy metal of silent pictures hitting stages near you next year. A fallen angel throws a magical guitar from the heavens for an evil priest, a rock and roll tank general, a bazooka henchman, and a stuffed trousered cowboy <laughs> to fight over <laughs> through the deserts of California and the World War I trenches of Belgium. This is a cinematic epic starring Iggy Pop, Henry Rollins, Lemmy, Josh Home, Grace Jones, and Slash. Oh, it's an ensemble cast. It's the brainchild of Bjorn Tajmos, director, writer, and the only person on earth who knows what's actually going on. Everything's been shrouded in secrecy, says Jesse Hughes from Eagles of Death Metal, one of the film stars. Each per- old story, I'm assuming. Each person in it doesn't really know what the other characters are and how they connect. No one really knows what the actual storyline is. The first I saw of my own performance was the trailer. It's like Alice in Wonderland in rock and roll hell. <laughs> Jesse plays a hot cowboy, and all of the film is in black and white. A live band will be performing or providing the soundtrack as the film tours next year, playing music composed of contributions from all of its superstars. The manner in which a silent movie was given music by a piano player, Hughes explains, will be replaced by a rock and roll band. Bjorn's taken Iggy Pop's current band, one hell of a brilliant set of musicians, and as it tours around the world, it will incorporate the performers who lived there. To add to this roving feeling, 
we all believe in it, even though we didn't necessarily know what we're believing in. And apparently this is going to... Oh, it's a theater performance. Theater performance. That's what it is. Ooh, that's awesome. Sorry. <laughs> Quiet. That's a magical ringtone. It's my daddy. <laughs> calling. He has something to say on the air. We should put him no. on the air. <laughs> I think, no. <laughs> Let's not. Um, so apparently this will tour in summer 2016 next year, which is not that far away. I am interested... <laughs> There's, I'll show you a picture. There's your buddy, Josh Home. Yeah. <laughs> He's holding an AK-47. He's ready to protect guns. this country. I don't know. <laughs> um, that's kind of weird. But um, interesting things are going to be happening next year. That's for sure. Prince doesn't think so. Prince doesn't think so. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I found a story. Uh, Prince says he, ha- he was right about the, the internet's demise. Uh, and he is quoted as saying, tell me a musician who's got rich of digital sales. Mm. End quote. Damn. He's mad. Uh, despite his recent fascination with Instagram, Prince is noted, a noted hater of the internet. In 2010, the purple one famously, the purple one, pronounced the death of the World Wide Web, telling the mirror, I don't see why I should give my num- my new music to iTunes or anyone else. They won't pay me in advance for it, and they get angry when they can't get it. Adding, the internet's like MTV. At one time, MTV was hip, and suddenly it became outdated. Anyway, all these computers and digital gadgets are no good. Five years later, Prince still stands by those comments. Quoting, what I meant to say was the internet was over for anyone who wants to get paid. And I was right about that. End quote. Uh, Prince told The Guardian in a new interview, tell me a musician who's gotten rich out of all digital cells. Apple's doing pretty good, though, right? <laughs> it, is the worth, it is worth noting that Prince has an ongoing relationship with streaming music service title and just last weekend hosted exclusive content on that platform. Maybe he's just an office streaming type of guy. Uh, Prince's interview with The Guardian comes in anticipation of his piano and microphone tour set to kick off next week. Piano tour? Mic, piano, and microphone tour. Oh. Interesting. Mm. Does he play the piano? I don't know much of Prince. I don't. I he does. Yeah. I mean, his his older material, his original material that most people know him for, it was mostly guitar. Yeah. Guitar and vocals. The P-shaped guitar. When I saw him, it was guitar and vocals. I didn't. I don't remember him on piano, but he might have. I forgot you saw him. Yeah. This was ten years over ten years ago. Oh, he was doing the 20th anniversary of, you know, Purple, Purple Rain. Rain. Yeah. And he toured with um, one of, you know, the girls that he worked with back then, or Sheila E., and she's still doing that. She's actually from the Bay Area, and she's an amazing percussionist musician. Uh, she comes from the wor- world-renowned Escovito family. There's a lot of musicians in her family. But anyways, it was pretty interesting. I... um. I enjoyed it. How much did you pay for it? Probably like, I want to say like 50 bucks. And oh, the tickets so were not, tickets were, and it, I mean, we didn't have, it wasn't like close up and it wasn't like all the way in the back. It was like half halfway in between. Yeah. It must have been like when Staples was pretty new. Like Staples Center was pretty much like Here? No, Staples LA. Center in LA. Yeah. 
back in the day. <laughs> and I Long saw Depeche ago. Mode there also for the cool. first time. Yeah. You're like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I think that I've only been there twice. And that was pretty out of the ordinary for me. Like, yeah. it wasn't like, oh, I would do this all the time. So, good time. That's a pretty big stadium, though. Yeah, it's um, the Lakers play there. Think like the Kings. It's mostly like a. It's known for for sports, sports. but they also have. Um, they also have other things going on there. It's kind. I mean, it's kind of like Oracle Arena, pretty much. I imagine. But when I went with you after going to all the shows that we've gone to at like the Fillmore, it's like uh, I don't like this. <laughs> I need the binoculars. <laughs> I want to be like right next to the stage. <laughs> We're so spoiled. <laughs> Because it's like some of the places we go to, it's like it doesn't matter where we stand. Like we can still pretty much like see the stage and we don't have to worry about that whole debacle. That was awkward, right? Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> like where the hell is this cord going? It's not going where I There's need so it to go. <laughs> but it's we need right. to. We'll survive. Apparently Radio Shack is closed. I'm pissed. I told you it went out of business. Like Two months ago. Which is Even pretty recent. Probably, oh, it's probably, I don't know. Yeah, two months ago. <laughs> pretty sure all of them Couldn't they down. have waited till Black Friday? Sorry, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think they could have waited. I think they waited long enough. Uh, I think they're done. Yeah, the one by my house closed down and became a, um, the Airbnb Proposition F. Headquarters? Office. Yeah, headquarters. Oh, but not against it. It was for it. No, it was no, it was against Proposition F. But they chose the right neighborhood, or did they to do that? No, it was against. It was against. Against Proposition F. Sorry. Got it. Headquarters. Headquarters. That would yeah. make sense. Yeah. Because I'm wondering if they had. We love Airbnb, but then if they're like in the mission or. Yeah. I oh, guess they would I, get so much. Shit. I mean. They would get paintballed or something. It passed anyway, so. I, know. I mean, it didn't pass. God, I keep, I keep saying like no for F, but it was yes for F. Yes, I'm like, getting confused. so long ago. <laughs> yeah, it, it happened like this two weeks ago. Yeah. Oh well. We'll see what happens. Keep fighting the good fight. <laughs> That's all I could say. That's a good advice. Or you can go to. I gotta find like some evidence, and then I can take them to small claims court, right? For your apartment. For my building. I can be like, I don't know these people. How come there's new people coming in? It's like, it doesn't really no, affect me. No, because now they're protected by, um, by whatever laws that passed. Right? I don't know. I'm into politics. A, I gotta find reason. Yeah. I'm good at finding things. Yeah. All right, you, you search that. You Google it. <laughs> I'm gonna keep my eyes on that. <laughs> but anyways, despite um, what happened in music yesterday, we, um, we love uh, being able to do what we do, and we always... Uh, have a positive outlook and um, that's why we're still here I think yeah <laughs> we're still here ready to play whatever you want keep on chugging yeah yep. let's play a couple songs and stay tuned for more Mutiny Radio
No. No. Should we talk a little bit about the songs that we just heard? Yeah. Um, so we were listening to Modern English. I'm not sure if you're familiar with them. Um, they actually played at DNA, I think, either earlier this year or last year, and I, I totally missed them. But I did see them in Santa Cruz, you know, when they do those free concerts on the boardwalk. <laughs> that was hilarious. That was probably two years ago, the first time I went to that. I think they've been doing it for a while, right? Yeah, they do. That's really fun. Do you go to this? Usually not, no. Really? <laughs> I saw English It is kind of... I saw English beat there, I was going to say. Oh, you did? And it was awesome, yeah. <laughs> we did not have we did not have a good experience with that. Okay. No, they were great, but it's just the crowd that was there. Yeah, I got pushed around. I got beer spilled on me. There have been it was at, the, at Bimbo's though. Yeah. So it's a mm. for English crowd. Beat? Yeah. Wow. It was Surprising. weird. Yeah. <laughs> we're still rolling our eyes. <laughs> it's that show and Peter Hook. That that show. Oh, I yeah. too. I was like, what the. F- People were just getting really aggressive for some reason. Because I think they never go out. There were older people, too. So I'm like, what's up with, like, the peace and love and shit? (laughs) But it's not just with The 60s never happened. It's not even aggressive music at all. No, it's not. But they're just, they kept getting beer. Like, they're just, like. like, Imagine they're just hammered and people are, like. Just like that, beer. And back and side to side. Yeah. And just, like, the whole night. At Death Grips, it was like that. But I expected it. So it's like, you were prepared. Eh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that was intense. I didn't expect that for English Beat or Peter Hook. I was like, what? Son of a... Where did you see Death Grips? Um, at the Fillmore? The one that's on Fillmore? <laughs> that has to be the Fillmore, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah okay, good, good. That's that the place. That <laughs> With a D, the Fillmore. <laughs> the Fillmore. Oh, I was going through the playlist. So that yeah. was Modern <laughs> was like, English. Song. And then before that was The Velvet Underground from Loaded, which is having a anniversary this year. A lot of albums are having their anniversaries this year. Um, so that's Who Loves the Sun. And before that was Susie and the Banshees, live in Cologne, Germany. Uh, you can't really go wrong with Susie and the Banshees. I feel like every live recording that I've ever listened to, I've had a couple bootlegs of theirs are pretty awesome. And um, before that was Morrissey, who's going to be in town uh, in about a month. He's going to be at the Masonic Auditorium yes, here in San Francisco. Um, fingers crossed that actually happens. <laughs> He'll make it, sir. <laughs> We're not supposed to talk about it. He's been good. It. He's been good. We're not supposed to talk about it. He's been keeping up with his promise. But now that we are, it's... We juiced it. Damn. We'll still buy our tickets. So <laughs> but we did see uh, Johnny Marr a couple years ago. Two years ago. Yeah. And he was going to be at the Independent for two nights last year, right? And last those year? got canceled. And those got canceled. So, so lucky us. Yeah. And Andy <laughs> Bork. We saw him at the Cat Club, but he was DJing. Yes. That was magical. <laughs> so we only need to see Morrissey and the uh, other guy. Mike remember. Joyce. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. He's he's doing his radio thing right now. Well, listen to his radio. Call it a day. <laughs> listen to his radio. Radio show. <laughs> no, listen to this radio show. <laughs> Who cares about what he's doing? <laughs> he's doing what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And then a little bit of some some old, old No Doubt. Let's get back together from their first album. Back in the day. <laughs> That's what it's called? Uh, let's get back. Sorry. Oh, okay. That's the name of the song. Okay. Were you correcting me? No. You're not allowed to do that. I don't know, no doubt. Okay. 
And for that was <laughs> Echo and the Bunnymen from their first album, Crocodiles, Pictures on My Wall. And um, we always talk about that show. Yeah, Actually, I always amazing. talk about it. I talk about his, his diva moment with the red lights. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't like red lights. And really? there was like red light, uh, the guy from, I don't know what his name is. Ian, Ian McCullough. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we he, live for moments. There like was that. like red lights pointed at his face, and he kept telling them to like. It's kind of like Susie and the Banshees. Mm-hmm. He kept telling them, "Can you not point those at me?" And then he stopped what he was playing. He's like, "Fucking red lights out of my face!" <laughs> like in the <laughs> just like middle of the song. Middle yeah, the song. stop. Just stop. I didn't no, even understand him because he has such a thick accent, right? Does he still have his big, like, pompadour hair? Yes. Yes. And he and has sunglasses, sunglasses so the whole time. And so it was not sad. enough for those red lights. <laughs> so he sad. He needs those old man glasses. <laughs> so awkward. Like, like Roy Orbison. Roy Orbison does it. Yeah. yeah. God rest his soul. And before that was the Smashing Pumpkins from the album Oceana. I think that's how you say it. Oceania. Oceania. My Love is Winter, and um, we got to see them around the time that album came out yeah. at the Bill Graham. I think it was their f- first tour in a while, I think. Right. Yeah. yeah. With, I think uh, none of the original members except for Billy Corgan was there. <laughs> but we loved it. <laughs> yeah. We loved it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> That's really good. It was a good crowd, too. Mm-hmm. I always remember that show because it was like a, a big crowd of us. It wasn't just... I just remember this big... They had like big... The big white ball. Yeah. And they had, like, images reflected on it. Yeah. Yeah. That was cool. That was cool. awesome. It was fun. And before that was a band that most people have never heard of, the pop group. And they were, they did, like, a 35-year anniversary. Like, they haven't made any music in, like, 35 years. So that was amazing to see them live and do, you know, do their thing. Um, This is, I think, a a collection of live material and B-sides. So the song is, I'd never actually heard it before till today um or yesterday abstract heart live in brussels 1978 so good job (laughs) thanks i like finding finding stuff like that because i i was the girl that was always downloading entire albums not from napster but a similar website like entire you know bootlegs live albums all that stuff and luckily i um burned it to cds what was the one before napster called there was before Napster? Lime, there's LimeWire. Lime yeah, I had that one. That, that one shit. fucked up my fucking computer, though. I know, you can Thank download, like, <laughs> viruses through that. <laughs> that so to hard. Probably happened to everybody. <laughs> oh but yeah, that was, that, was, that was me back in the day. Also, still have my entire CD collection. And, but there's some stuff that you can find, you know, online, too. So it's pretty amazing and i just want to mention figurehead is here and you guys have been here for a while and apologize for not introducing you Uh, but they're they're they've been really great so far because they kind of just walked in here and totally got what we were about what mutiny radio is about what sounds from the street is about and we like that (laughs) we totally dig that right back at you yeah yeah i remember And, (laughs) and apparently you like some of the same you know, sound choices, song choices. Yeah, I was I having mean. such a great time. Like, I knew, like, all those songs. <laughs> I was, like, calling all of them. Like, yeah. <laughs> such good, such a good playlist. Thank you. Yeah. 
And um, so we want to return the favor by playing one of your songs. Um, and these are all demo versions? Yeah, they're all demos. Yeah. Awesome. We did back in February. Great. So we'll go ahead um, and play 14 by 14. 14 by 14.
I think the song was over, right? The end. The end. So tell us a little bit about that song, 14 by 14. Oh, man, there's so much to say. Manny, take it away. Well, so originally the idea came from a friend of mine who, when he was a teenager, he told me that he dropped acid one day, and then he had this idea that he would have sex with his neighbor, who was also on acid. And I said, well, so how was that for you? And he goes, that was the worst experience of my life, is what he told me. But in the song, I sort of uh, glamorize it a little bit and draw upon, I guess, both of those experiences. The experiences of being on a hallucinogen and also the experience of making love and kind of putting them together. So that's pretty much what the song is about. I like yeah. that. Very, very imaginative. And it's based on a true story. So that's always... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the song worked out better than the actual trip that yeah. he had. <laughs> it Doesn't wasn't it as always. enjoyable as the song is. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, tell us about how your drawing's going so far. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I'm, I'm drawing into uh, this lovely pad that they have here at Amini <laughs> Radio, where um, there's a lot of various penises throughout history. <laughs> so there's Abraham Dicklin. <laughs> There's party butt dick. <laughs> so I'm adding my mark. So I'm doing acid dick. Aha. Acid dreams dick. 14 by, yeah. 14. 14 by yeah. 14 dick. Very San Francisco appropriate, I have yeah. to yeah. say. <laughs> yes. You heard it here first. That could be a new oh, yeah. merch, your new t-shirts. <laughs> Opportunities. <laughs> I'd wear it. Gotta get, yeah. gotta get creative with the... The tip. Okay, anyway. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> tell us a little bit more about you guys, how you guys formed and started the band. It's uh, a long story. Yeah, I mean, you're the oldest member. Okay, yeah. so there was a band. I joined it. <laughs> and then it became a different band. And then members quit. So it became a different band. It's so often they do. Yep. Yes. And... Then members joined and became a different band. <laughs> members quit. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I wonder if I had anything Start, to do with finish, that. Yeah. But retract, go. Eventually, we just kind of got, got to the point where we're at. You know, met uh, me and Chris met at work mm-hmm. and met Manny through the drummer in the band. Dave is not here tonight. And that was it. Finally, we had a group that worked. When did uh, Lance get in the band? It was like the bass player. Uh, <sighs> In the middle. He's been he's been there for a long time though, like yeah. five years or something. Uh, no, probably no? three, maybe three okay. years since I knew. Because I've been in the band for about two and a half years. Okay, now, three right? and a half. Okay, okay. Knows. Too but long. I'm in a lot of bands. I'm sorry, that's yes. just too long. Right. <laughs> it's a lot of stuff. <sighs> it's a lot of stuff to keep keep up with with figurehead. But so since I was in the band, see, I added synthesizers and lush soundscapes. And I'm I'm kind of inspired by sorry, um, I'm very inspired by the Cure and post punk and everything. So I give a, a splash of that, which I really appreciate that you guys clearly do as well. Yeah. Um, and let's see. I think the rest of the band the band's background is really in metal. I mean, I love metal too. I'm wearing a metal shirt right now. But we can tell. Yeah. <laughs> Metalheads yes. unite. It's yes. Georgia O'Keeffe. <laughs> <laughs> She's on acid. <laughs> so my shirt uh, is actually inspired by acid as well. Or no, no, ayahuasca. Even better. 
So this ayahuasca. Uh, yeah, ayahuasca. Oh, so this guy did did ayahuasca, and this is a, a vision of the demon that he saw. So it has six eyes How and kind of. A, I don't <laughs> know if it's true. I, I, maybe, and uh, it has kind of a vaginal sort of look to its face. Enter. Yes. So it's so this is a big drug filled night, basically. Pretty hair though. Yeah, very pretty. Hair. <laughs> nice yeah. haircut, girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We kind of consider ourselves a bit of a psychedelic band. Oh, absolutely. Influenced San by Francisco. Yeah, there we go. San Francisco psychedelic. <laughs> is that a is that a club? This? No. <laughs> we see it all the time. We don't know what it is. You know, it's just a clothing line. Oh. Okay. Yeah, okay. they have a place in the outer sunset. Divis, right? And, and, and Divis, yeah. And inner sunset. I think there are like a few places. Mm-hmm. And then they have a van that's around the city that's orange and stuff. They, you know, yeah. they I'll have give clothing them, company. They make very comfortable clothing. It looks so, like, comfortable. This guy's very comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too comfortable. And <laughs> All of you look really comfortable. What's going on? <laughs> what are you guys taking now? <laughs> Obviously not this a yoga. actually. Yes. <laughs> I've had like a quarter of a beer or something. Yeah, this is right. me on we life. Beer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Practically unadulterated. Yeah. That's just wonderful. And um, so you so you would say that you're influenced by metal and post-punk primarily. Mm. And, psychedelic, and psychedelic, like there's Pink Floyd and uh, like Tool, yeah. the band Tool. Yes. Yeah. Nine Inch Nails. Yes. Yeah. Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Uh, Rush. Dave the drummer is very into Rush. Like she just saw them. Oh my god! Yeah, in San Jose, I paid a lot of money, <laughs> but I took my dad. That's why. <laughs> my dad's old, so I was like, here. The no, only I time you get to, to see them. I used to go to Ozfest with my dad, uh, like three or four years in a row. Is great. I go. Best experience yeah. ever. <laughs> oh wait, they don't do it anymore, right? But Black Sabbath you next know, year. If you're interested. <laughs> I was like, I saw that and I was like, really? I really got to see Ozzy. <laughs> is, uh, is Ozzy still going to be there? Like, I think, he, yeah, I yeah. think so. God. It's yeah. the original. Is it, it's the original lineup? It's the original Everybody yeah. except yeah. Uh, Bill Ward. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. They have this drummer that looks like Jesus Christ, actually. Who's cool. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> wow. Jesus drummer. Which, yes. G- which Jesus? White Jesus? Yeah, yes, European. Greek. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. He's the most Roman. famous of the Jesus. Yes. Jesus. In this country. Yes. <laughs> Other countries probably not. No. <laughs> Each country has their own Jesus, duh. There's, there's, <laughs> right? There's right. Jesus. Oh, that is, that's the mission's Jesus. Jesus. Yes. It is. It's, he has a problem uh, with his eye, though. He used to have yeah. a joint right here. Uh, well, Somebody probably smoked it. It's pretty it. psychedelic looking. Right there. <laughs> yeah. He's living it up. Jesus was. Oh. Jesus was the original like psychedelic guy, I think. It's his emo eye. Yeah, look at him. <laughs> That's what he was doing out in the desert all that time. He got lost for forty. Yeah. <laughs> He's lost. That was his people. That was his people. Therefore, he is found. <sighs> Holy <Beautiful>. shit! <laughs> Just blew my Beautiful. mind hole. <laughs> I had to get poetic with that. It's a mushroom tip. <laughs> mushroom dick? So, oh. Yeah. So it all came to me at once. I had mushroom soup this week. It was pretty good. Dude, I had mushroom pizza today. Mm. So. It's mushroom season. Mushroom in the air. Mushroom it. Tell us uh, where people can find out more about you online. What's the best 
website. Facebook. Facebook. Uh, yeah, Facebook, and if you just search Figurehead SF, then we'll come up. And from there, you can get on our SoundCloud. And I think we also have an Instagram and maybe a couple of other things, but primarily Facebook at this point. Bandcamp. Bandcamp, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we have some good live stuff uh, on Bandcamp right now. It's really fun stuff. I want to check it out. And um, you guys are going to be playing some shows in San Jose, or playing a show in San Jose. We're working on getting some shows in San Jose and the city, but as of yet, we can't give you a specific date. Yeah. But it'll be yeah. on the site as soon as uh, we nail it down. It's, it's true. Coming. We're coming off of like a, a couple big shows, so we're in between oh, okay. like organizing some for, we have our eyes on set on Hemlock, Milk on Bar. Milk Bar. Hemlock would be cool. Yeah. I've been going there. Yeah, El Rio is another one. Uh-huh. So. Those are all thumbs up. We would be there. Yes. yes. Yay! We yeah. want to check Basically, it out. We had, we had a big Halloween show, and setting that all up, we sort of forgot mm -hmm. to set up the next show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was that it was Halloween. Yeah. It was that yeah. exciting. We actually went yeah. to the Honey High for Halloween last oh, year. Nice. Last yeah, year. yeah, yeah. We've yeah. been looking into that, too. I kicked awesome. some guy in the balls that night. They were moshing. Whoa. There's three guys he moshing. Was lit, like, you know, I'm Watching the show, this guy comes up to me and goes like that. So my initial reaction Never is, punch me, I'm going to kick you in the balls. <laughs> and then what happened after that? Fair, yeah. <laughs> she tried we to laughed me. because we were like, there's, <laughs> they're moshy. Wow. <laughs> and then, um, but they were punching, other but there were punching other people who, okay. who weren't. And then I was like, well, I don't want to get punched like wow. you. So I'm just going to leave. So you're against wow. the, mo the moshing or the punching? The punching. Okay. It was really hard because cool. we were wearing costumes <laughs> and we were just like. I was like. I'm just like a lady, but I'm not feeling she like She was one. a steampunk lady. Nice. Yeah. Vicky, that Victoria. Was That's it awesome. was It was a good Halloween. Yeah. We had I fun. We had taco. No, tacos we at Jack, Jack in the Box. In the box. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, Fidel Castro for Halloween. Did you ah! have a cigar? I did. I had a cigar and I had like the That's hat and everything. Cool. And then the beard worked out pretty well. I should have carried that. What do you have? Like a, a, a goat or something that he was trying to... He was trying to clone a, a goat or a cow or something. I don't know. Crazy. I didn't know that. It's yeah. amazing. <laughs> now we know the truth. <laughs> what he was really doing. There's no food in Cuba, so they're just like trying to clone their oh, one we know cow. a lot about his story mm -hmm. and her story as well. Her story? Uh huh. You know a lot about her story. <laughs> yeah, what? Are we playing another song? Yeah, we were, we're just thinking about it. We were conspiring over here for what song to play next. Great. Let's see. The gold, maybe? Yeah, this is a, a good hit of ours. The connection is with another phone. So yeah, the song is The Gold, and it's about, it's about aliens, right? Yeah. All <laughs> right. <laughs> X-Files yeah. and shit. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Okay, perfect. Here's Figurehead with the gold.
All right. Well, that was the gold. And this is a demo version as well? Oh, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and tell us a little bit about the name Figurehead. We wanted to know a little of the backstory behind that. So we, well, because there's five of us, we had to come up with a name that at least most of us could agree upon. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we threw around a bunch of names, and we kind of arrived at Figurehead because it has a different meaning for everybody in the band. And I think... For me, if you look at the real definition of what a figurehead is, it's an entity that people ascribe power to, but which is really devoid of power. And in my mind, the power really comes from our own projection onto the, you know, onto the screen of the figurehead. And so throughout life, I think we're presented with various figureheads of authority, but it's our job to, um, to take it up as our own authority. And I think, and, and, you know, Dan has a little bit of a different spin on what figurehead means to him, and Chris has his own, so. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting because I think each of us has, like, a different meaning uh, to the name. So there's kind of, like, that, like, I always think of that sort of as, like, a Wizard of Oz type thing where it's, like, this, this leader that's not actually a leader, which is literally the definition of figurehead. Uh -huh. So for me, though, like, it just means the Cure song, the figurehead. And ah, I just love that song. Gotcha. Uh, but it's not, I mean, it's not directly that, but, you know, it's, it's a <laughs> meaning. I, I love that song. So. <laughs> for me, that's what it means. Yeah, and for me, we kind of have this symbol for our band that's like a mask that we've always used. And sometimes I think I forget about the meaning of figurehead in general, and I always associate it with this mask. And I think about a mask can be something that you hide behind and you hide your true self behind it. Mm-hmm very common like in society people are hiding who they really are hell right? yeah through social media or whatever but a mask online dating there you go right mm -hmm. or but a mask can also be when people wear it um they are sort of free from judgment because no one really knows who it is so you sometimes <laughs> with a mask you can be yourself you can really be who you are so scary <laughs> yeah. yeah that's cool that's deep <laughs> the unknown and we love that. And um, we still want to hear one live song if you guys are still up for it. Oh, yeah. You can do Absolutely, it. yeah. Great. And um, yeah, if you guys need time to set up, we can. Yeah, just need like a minute or two. Um, I'll just make my way into there somehow. <laughs> <laughs> make your way the through the fortress. <laughs> just tell them that you're taking over and this is your space. <laughs> I feel weird holding this. I feel like I'm holding my, his life in my hands. Uh, <laughs> that sounds super weird. That's what a phone is. If this is open so I can hear a little bit. Oh, yeah, okay. sure. Is sure. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. That works out. <laughs> and um, we'll stay tuned for more Mutiny Radio. This is exciting. I don't remember when we last used the piano. It's been a minute. Or uh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully it sounds uh, Hopefully it okay. Yeah, it sounded okay earlier. Yeah, yeah. We'll make it work. Sure. I like this. Untune me. Uh, and um, figurehead <laughs> is. <laughs> Tell it when you're ready.
dead eyes roll white They consume the life We slept in trees Fought for leaves But we found it first That stronghold on the outskirts Learn to put them down Too many to count Mistakes were made The bitten baked Praising rest There's life after death Oh, oh, oh. 
interesting was it not yeah. <laughs> I was trying to like listen to what you guys were doing in here and then I was like I can hear piano in there Very, it came out perfectly it came out good yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice. the master producer strikes again <laughs> right there you go and you win that award so tell us about that song 
happened. So, so that song's called Bittner Shot, and uh, it's a song written on, I probably written on multiple levels. So on its most, I guess, obvious level, when I was four years old, there was a show called Creature Features. And on that show, they played horror movies. And so my sister, who was seven or eight, was really into horror. So she would sort of like corral me into watching <laughs> Night of the Living Dead. Like and so I was four, and I, was, I only watched 15 minutes before I went screaming down the hallway. And so, but I always wanted to go back and watch more. So that was my introduction to zombies. And so the, the song really is about being exposed to that kind of media when you're young and sort of being introduced to the idea of the shadow pretty early on and how I metabolize that. And then on other levels, it's written about society and how we really cannibalize one another. We objectify one another yeah. through systems of oppression. Yeah. And, um, Amen. and, you know, we try to pull the cover on that a little bit. So that's what it's about. So one song's about acid, one song's about aliens, and then the third song's about zombies. And awesome. much, much more. And much more. You guys have to go to their upcoming show somewhere in the city. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Soon zombies. to be announced. Soon, Soon to be. Yes. Yeah. TVA. That's why you got to go to Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do you guys have a record out at the moment? Or is that in the works? So, I mean, we released like a three-part a three part demo. So that was the gold... 14 by 14 and Bittner Shot, wasn't it? Those yep. are yeah. The ones yep. that we heard just now are our are, are demo, basically. Yeah. Gotcha. And they're recorded really well, so. Yeah, we did uh, did it at Hyde Street Studios, oh. like in the Tenderloin. Yeah, yeah. uh-huh. Near my neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then ne next up, we're trying to work on sort of uh, another short, I guess, like EP or something of acoustic versions of some of the songs. Because mm -hmm. our live show was more heavy, but we love we like to do the acoustic stuff, too. It yeah. sounded pretty good to me. I mean, if it's a good song, you could, you know, you could mix it up any which way to Sunday, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. it's still going to sound <laughs> that's good. True. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I like I should put that. <laughs> that's how I see it. <laughs> oh, so when you guys are writing songs, songs, do you write together mostly? Or is it like you do your each individual part and then hope it makes sense at some point? <laughs> well, when I, so when I when I joined the band, they had already been together, and I, a buddy of mine, Dave, he's the drummer of the band. We go back a long way, and I had never sung before. And he's he he said to me, I've been to many concerts with him, and he's like, dude, when you start yelling at a show, you rile everybody up because you're so loud. So you should come in and like just see if you can sing. And so I came in, and I was scared shitless, of course, because I'd never done it. But then it kind of like turned out that we had some chemistry, and I kept coming back. And they had eight songs that were pretty much complete musically. And I just came in and figured out some lyrics and how to sing it, and we sort of have been working on it for almost two years now. And that's where we are. Now, now the writing process is... Dan is the guitarist, and he comes up with most of the ideas, the, the bass ideas, like building a house. And 